football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Screen. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, how's it going? It sounds like the Halloween edition of Living the Stream. Yeah, it was like, late. Uh, a little late for that. That's okay. Yeah, right. It was. Uh, the, the, I'm sorry. This was on uh, a tape tape delay from October 30th. And now you, <laughs> yeah. you you just heard it, folks. Sorry about that. Yeah, how's it how's it going, buddy? Um, well, in, in my most, uh, important league, which is the apex fantasy writers league, I have back in August, I decided to stack Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. So not great, you know, not yeah. great in that, in that league or, or in general, it feels like all of my teams are now bad. I think I'm in fourth in apex, third or fourth in apex right now. And I had drafted, I think we talked about this last week. I drafted Christian McCaffrey and Jerry Judy. So I am in it. I'm in the thick of it right now, Denny. Very really, excited. You truly, truly are. I, I'm in sixth place, which I guess gets me in yeah. to the playoffs. But like, good Lord, this Kansas City stuff is killing. I, I, I'm nonstop reading about the cover two shell yeah. because I'm obsessed with this idea that a simple defensive scheme has ended a, a, a dynasty <laughs> right. Right. Has, has ended the great the greatest young quarterback of all time uh, yeah and 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 now they're doing it to buffalo i it's I, it's it's mind-boggling why didn't defenses simply do this for three years <laughs> yeah, exactly uh speaking of buffalo okay i want to tell this story really quick because i i don't i i think it's i i i just couldn't stop thinking about it when it was happening okay yeah Okay. Broadcasters lost their SHIT. There's kids listening to the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time there was a Josh Allen on Josh Allen play. Oh my God. Every time. It's like, it's like they never, they never even, even could fathom that someone ha- could have the same name as someone else. I'm a hater of fun. So, so take that with a grain of salt, but the amount of, of tweets and, and, and people screaming about Josh Allen versus Josh Allen was the single most irritating thing of week nine. <laughs> yeah, no, it was so bad. There was someone, I saw a tweet that was like, um, who do you like, Josh Allen or Josh Allen or something like that? And I and I saw that one person commented and I said to myself, I swear to God, if this person said responded with just Josh Allen, I am going to just lose <laughs> my lose effing it. mind. And that's exactly what the response uh, was. Was jo- I was like, uh, guys, we have to be more creative than this. Anyway, I have a new nickname for, for Bill's Josh Allen, and let me tell you what it is and tell a story as to why it's that nickname. So back in the day, okay, this is back in my high school days, okay, like junior, senior year of high school. I can't remember which one. We, there was a, a massive group of, like, I, I was friends with, like, like super nerds and, like, athletes. Mm-hmm. I, it was just okay. a very wide range. I, I, I didn't really discriminate and stuff. And it, I had a good mm-hmm. high school experience. It was fine. Um, but we would often get like legitimately, you know, Xbox, you've played Xbox before, I'm sure, but, uh, maybe not Denny's probably never played Xbox, but you can, one one of the big technologies with Xbox when it was first released was that you could connect the Xboxes to each other. 
Okay. Right, so like right. you could use an ethernet cable and use a router and connect all the Xboxes together and hypothetically have a game of Halo with 16 people because you had four people per Xbox and you can connect four Xboxes. So we right. used to do that. We used to get together, bring Xboxes and televisions to people's houses. And this is back when like TVs were not 14 pounds, right? This is like, <laughs> you know, they were, they were heavy. They were those like things with like a back to them. So we would, we would get together and there was one night where we were all together. There were 16 of us together at this dude's house. Wow. Like we were wow. all just like hanging out, playing Halo. There was like 16 of us at this house one night. And our high school was, my high school was really big. We had three middle schools that fed into our high school. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there were two middle schools that each had someone named David Miller. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so both David Millers happened to be at this person's house that night. Were you guys screaming about this? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It was insane. And then like, like people who went to the one David Miller's middle school was all about that David Miller and vice versa. Right. I mean, we were all friendly enough, but let's just pretend that this was like a, a really big, like, like this was like gang related. It wasn't. It wasn't close oh my to that. God. So, so, so we had a competition, uh, where the David Millers went one-on-one -on -one against each other in a game of Halo. Okay. And the loser <laughs> The loser had to change their name. Okay. That's funny. Wow. And the name that they had to change it to was Rat Jar. <laughs> <laughs> the reason was because Xboxes, like back, way back, they like randomly, you would hook the Xboxes up and they each had like a name. Like the Xboxes were named. Like one of them was named like Hambone, and then one oh. of them was named was named Rat Jar. And we're like, what the hell is Rat Jar? And so we decided that the loser of that game would be then nicknamed and called Rat Jar henceforth. And so uh, one of the David Millers lost, and he was Rat Jar moving forward. I am now claiming Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills Josh Allen. He is moving forward. His nickname is Rat Jar on this podcast. I will never call him anything else. It's, yeah, it's, it's Rat Jar. It, that's it. it. That's it. That, that's all rat. I could think about when I was saying that because – Th these announcers were like, like, how do these guys have the exact same name? This is so wild. I will say, though, I will say, Denny, it's pretty crazy that Jags Josh Allen had a sack, fumble recovery, and interception against Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. That I'm not taking it away from that. That's incredible. Uh, that, like, it's, it's it, really insane. It, it, I, I would say it's incredible if he had done that against any other quarterback, right? I mean, any, yeah, right. if he had just... <laughs> If he had just done the, the, all those things in one single game, you would be like, wow, amazing. Right. And the fact that he did it against a guy who, you know, who he shares a name with that, that, you know, that is cool. Um, maybe it's the, just the contrarian in me. Maybe I just truly despise fun, but that graded on me so hard on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I could see you, especially of all people on this planet, probably hated that most. I, I you know, I'm trying to have, you know, and I'm like, just let people have fun. You know what? They're happy. Just let them do it. And I couldn't help myself. I had to send some some sort of uh, 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 snotty tweet about it, you know. Well, I mean, like every time it happened, one of these things happened. It wasn't just like a, oh, man, Josh Allen with the interception. Can you believe it? He had a Josh yeah. Allen on Josh Allen interception. It was a, oh, my God. Like It was like, like, like literally someone had cured all cancers. Uh, <laughs> someone had 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 uh, a, a fixed global warming all in one instance. And, and it was this Josh Allen interception on Josh Allen to these broadcasters. It was just absolutely insane. Well, all I can say is I hope that, that Rat Jar gets his shit together this week. That's <laughs> yeah, all. We do. we do need Rat Jar to get it together. Uh, speaking of getting it together, we need to get it together, Denny. 
yes, we, we need to get it together because yeah, it's bad. Last week was really, really rough. I think that last week was the toughest streaming week of all time because every streamer that we liked, at least at the quarterback position, just didn't play. They just didn't play. I mean, all of the streamers that we had were deep plays last week. Like, it was just really, really tough. I mean, we had uh, Tua, who we really liked, and then Jacoby Brissett gets a start. He gets eight points, a little over eight points. He was obviously a deep play. Tyrod Taylor was arguably the top play last week, and he scores six points. Jordan and then Jordan Love was the other quarterback and he scores 12 points the crazy thing though is that fortunately last week quarterback scoring was so low throughout the league that you know hopefully those guys if you had to stream really didn't burn you but we're at the point in the season now where percent roster numbers are so out of control and so difficult because we know who the good, good quarterbacks are and there are far more than 12 of them that are usable each week but we know who the good quarterbacks are um, and the other ones, you know, that no one wants that those are the guys that we have to choose from. So it's just really, really <laughs> tough. And I have to say, you know, as, as tough as last week was, it wasn't that tough doing this show last week. Like we both liked Taysom Hill yeah. and Tua last week. I, I like Tua a lot. Yeah. Right. Right. But they didn't play this week. They're just, none of them are good. <laughs> like, no, no one's good. No, it's awful. It's really, really tough. So we had those three, at quarterback we had tight end was actually really good for us last week. I'd say. Uh, because we had uh, Alberto, who we added late. He had six and a half points. Evan Ingram, 12.8 points. He had that big uh, down the field uh, touchdown. Yeah. Dan Arnold scored 10 points. Tommy Sweeney ran more routes than any other tight end this past week. I, th- I-, I checked that on Sunday to Monday, so I don't think Cole Komet or Pat Fryermuth ran more. No. I think it was still Tommy Sweeney. Um, but Tommy Sweeney scored three points on the most routes run. That just goes to show he's just not very good. Um, Tyler Conklin, nine and a half. He was fine. Could have had a better game from him though. Uh, and then Pat Fryermuth, which, you know, I love the fantasy footballers. I love those guys. And, you know, I'll say this to their face that some of their nicknames annoy me like Kenny G instead of Babytron. But I do enjoy, uh, what they say with Pat Fryermuth, which is the Muth is Luth. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, it's very good. I really like. I really like that one with Fryermuth. That, that's funny. By the way, uh, Tyler Higby ran the most routes. It was uh, Sweeney had the second most. Oh, okay. So it was before tight, the sun. Yeah, before the sun. But he ran forty-four routes. Yeah, and did insane. Nothing. He had three fantasy points on forty-four routes. Yeah, you're you're dead to me, Tommy Sweeney. <laughs> uh, and then a defense. We had San Francisco, who had one. You know, I pivoted. Miami had seventeen. Okay. Yeah. I pivoted from Miami to San Francisco in a league Ugh. because uh, of the uh, of the Tyrod starting, and then obviously Kyler. There were there was bad news about it. Fortunately, I still won my matchup, but it was it was down to the wire on, yeah. on Monday night. Like it was it was rough, uh, but I didn't end up winning it. Still, Vegas uh, had eight, so pretty good. You know, two out of three had really good uh, numbers at at defense. So it was really the quarterback position that sucked. Denny, before we get going into Week Ten streamers. What's yeah. going on over at the edge? Man, we are all about COVID news today. NBCSportsEdge.com. Uh, we have uh, the latest on Nick Chubb, uh, the the Cleveland backfield uh, with, the, with the COVID situation on Aaron Rodgers. Now, Greg Zerline has tested positive for COVID, which is the biggest news for me of the year, really, uh, <laughs> headed, into, uh, headed into week 10. Uh, also, my kicker column is up on NBC Sports Edge. And you can check out later this week my Target Decoder column. So check it out, NBCSportsEdge.com. Let's kick things off at defense. Denny, you want to you wanna start? 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had the Titans. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have the Titans defense. The Titans uh, defense. Yeah, man. Uh, at home against Trevor Simeon, probably. 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 I'm I'm Ron Burgundy, um, and the Saints. Uh, Titans are three point home favorites. That's pretty much what we're going with. The process. The process. The process. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, the Simeon looked terrible last week, and um, I think he had like two, what, two hundred and thirty yards on fifty-one attempts or something like that. Just insane. Uh, so I, I think if he, if if Simeon starts, I feel okay about starting the Titans as a floor play. But man, streaming defenses is hideous this week. It's hideous for sure. Like Tennessee, at least they played well against the Rams this past week, and maybe that yeah. will continue. I mean, they've been better than they were like at the beginning of the season. Um, I, I think that they're right there with like the top streamer this week, which I have, which is Philadelphia. But I, I wouldn't fault anyone if they want to go with Tennessee, honestly. Yeah. Like I think Tennessee's fine. I think that they're right there with Philly because Philly's not that great of a play either. All I have in my notes is the process, and then I said, <laughs> and I said, the Eagles are only three point underdogs. There's a low over under in this game of like 44, according to Fanduel Sportsbook. Denver is the eighth best matchup for opposing defenses and adjusted fantasy points allowed. Yeah, I, I guess right. Like I, I get. I mean, Philadelphia is not very good, so it's it's hard to really back this with uh, you know a lot of confidence, but. I'd probably put Philly and Tennessee sort of in the same tier this week. Okay, here's okay, one thing I just found. Here's something we can go on with the Titans. The Titans have the ninth highest QB pressure rate this season. So we're yeah, we, yeah. sack base floor. Sack base floor. And they got to Stafford this past week. Maybe maybe they, Tennessee's they the play, Denny. Maybe we go hard and say Tennessee's the play over Philadelphia. But regardless, not the best options in the world. Uh, I'm sorry if you're having to choose from one of them this week. And then, did you want to throw out one? Oh, one, yes. Just I'm sorry. Ca- we're we're gonna we're gonna casually yes. throw this one out there. It is the the most like 2020, 2021 uh, streaming yeah. option. You know, we're in a simulation that I've ever heard. But go ahead. <laughs> the Raiders. The Raiders are at home. Not a process play per se, because they are two and a half point underdogs as of this recording. But they're at home, prime time, I believe. Prime time, yes, prime time, and um, against against the Chiefs. So you know you could do worse. I mean, is, is there anything about Kansas City's offense that scares anybody anymore? I mean, the Giants basically shut them down. The Packers shut them down. Like it, it doesn't. It's not like elite defenses are getting to them. Everybody's getting to them. Yeah, I mean, I would say that you know there's the possibility that they just turn it on. At some point. So there's a lot of risk in using a team like the Raiders. But you seem you seem to be convinced that this is just the way they are. I I I mean, they're going to have to, like, pivot massively to something different. Uh, They cannot possibly keep trying, keep banging their heads against the wall with this offense that they've run for three years. that other teams have put a cap on. So, um, you know, I guess they they could, like, bludgeon the Raiders on the ground. The, The Raiders are a run funnel defense. So that. That could happen. I'm just not scared of the Chiefs anymore. Yeah. All right. At the quarterback position, again, guys, it's tough. When you hear this name, hopefully your ears don't bleed. Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, my. The, the, this, is, this is what I had to say. Like, like think about instead of, uh, you know, typically we're like, oh, this guy has a ceiling of like 25 points. Like, he's done this before. He's done that before. Think This is more of a of a 
an average play. Like, like you're looking for just an average play out of Ben Roethlisberger here. He's averaged 15.4 points per game over his last two. Okay, so that's, you know, he hasn't been horrific. He's scored double-digit points in all but one game this year. Okay, okay. okay. Which is better than better than I thought, honestly. Hey, uh, better than I thought. Yeah, better than I thought. <laughs> the Steelers, this, this is really what you got to hang your hat on here. Okay, this, like, uh-huh. this, is, this, is, this is the number. I got the my Ste- hat. The Steelers have a 26-point implied team total this week. All right. Which is, which is high. I mean, that's high. That's, yeah. that's a high implied team total. I, I'm not really thinking that they're going to hit that. I'm not that confident in it, but it exists. Detroit, they're just an average matchup for, for quarterbacks this year. So I, I would just look at that implied team total and say, I have no other option but to just play Ben Roethlisberger. And and also watch the Chase Claypool situation because it does, does sound like he's banged up, which isn't great. Um, I hate that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, not my top streamer this week, but a streamer. He is. He's an NFL quarterback. That's what we can say for right. sure. Right, an NFL quarterback who's playing an NFL team. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. God. I saw your tweet uh, after Roethlisberger stepped into one and threw it 42 yards uh, yeah. last okay. night. Okay. Yes. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Oh man, that is that was the most revealing throw I've seen all season. That was yes. pathetic. The, I, I I sent that tweet and I actually meant it. Like, can I throw the ball further than Ben Roethlisberger right now? I, I I mean, I don't know. I don't. I would have to try that. I would have to try to throw it forty yards just to see. I mean, it, I'm not saying it's easy, but right. holy. I mean, he he put his excuse me for you know cover the kids' ears, but he put his whole ass into that throw okay and and that ball went 42 yards and the receiver had to come back what 12 yards to yeah, catch but, it and the crazy part was it was a completion oh my god so it was a, that game was one of the worst just all around the worst games ever. now that we're talking about it should we talk about that officiating situation uh that was that was fishy stuff man it is it is it's pretty interesting at first when i was watching it i was like oh no well he was just flagging him for I, like he wasn't flagging him for the, like the, the awesome roundhouse kick that he did, which was an awesome, awesome roundhouse kick. Uh, it was more so like he must have been just jabbing and yelling at the special teams team as they were uh, coming onto the field, and you know, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Like this is mm-hmm. the way that the NFL is, which is really dumb. It's obnoxious. This is some of the roughing the passer calls, and the, I mean, I I am all for player safety. I'm I'm a very soft human being, but like. <laughs> At some point, at some point, you got to pull the plug on this stuff. Like the yeah. the, t- the taunting stuff, especially like, and we, we get a question about this later, so we'll talk about it then. But it's just it's just wild that uh that that all went down. That that game in general, if someone had just been exposed to the NFL and only watched that game, they're never watching the NFL again. No, it was a really miserable game. Yeah, from start to finish. All right, Denny, why don't you talk about your quarterback? Because I think he's probably the top streamer this week. Yeah, it's Teddy B. Water. Uh, yeah. against the Eagles. B-Water uh, comes into the game. Broncos coming into the game. I just like saying B-Water. So. Um, <laughs> it sounds dirty, but it's not. <laughs> Broncos are three-point favorites, home favorites against the Eagles. So th- it's it's hard to figure out exactly like um, how, def- how offenses are going to attack the Philadelphia defense because it's the Eagles are so bad at both defending the run and the pass. Um, but the Eagles have allowed a league high 75.5% completion rate through week nine. Uh, Teddy should have a clean pocket here, and he's been really good when kept upright this season. Philadelphia has the ninth lowest quarterback pressure rate, and uh, 
Bridgewater's yards per attempt goes from 6.5 under pressure to eight when kept clean in the pocket. So I think that he will experience a lot of that this week. Um, Denver is a little bit of a pass funnel, not like extreme or anything, but they're on the pass funnel side of things. So I, I think I think B Water is a uh, is a solid floor option. I don't think you're getting a ceiling game out of him though. Yeah, I mean we're we're using the Philadelphia defense against yeah. the top streamer <laughs> right. just to, just to give you an idea of what uh, this week looks like. So. Yeah, I, and by the way, I, I I wanted to mention that I'm I'm looking at, at at roster ship percentages for defenses. So like the Bucks are available in twenty percent. You should definitely get them. Um, the Cardinals are available in 34%. You should certainly get them against Carolina. So th- you you should, you might have different options if you don't want to yeah. go with the Eagles or the Titans. Yeah, I mean, we have to go with what's what the numbers show, and those are the two yeah. that just aren't rostered in many leagues at all. Uh, the last quarterback is Taylor Heineke going up against Tampa Bay. Here's, here's my sell on Heineke this week, okay? Um, you know, he's tough to trust. Uh, he has just three passing touchdowns over his last four games. But, but with one T, not two T's, <laughs> this is the 12th best matchup and adjusted points allowed for Heineke against Tampa Bay. Um, he's going to have to throw a lot. They're nine and a half point underdogs in a game with a 51 and a half point uh, total. Um, and I mean, their implied total with that isn't like horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that with Heineke, what you get is a quarterback who, if he drops back to pass a lot, there's the potential that he scrambles more. And if you mm-hmm. look at what he's done this year, he had that really weird game against Kansas City where he's admitted that he was just like off in that game. Like they just they were just off offensively. And obviously it was the week that Heineke was chalk. But uh what we've seen, you know, we we've seen him play Green Bay and we've seen him play Buffalo in two games where they saw a pretty pretty good negative game scripts. Uh and in that game against Green Bay, he had ten rush attempts against them, and in wow. the game against Buffalo, he had eight. And mm-hmm. so I think there's a chance that we see five plus rush attempts in this game from Heineke. And if he gets like 30 yards on the ground, then, you know, that's almost a, another touchdown if you were to be able to, to throw for one. So, um, you know, I don't like him. I think he has a higher ceiling than Ben Roethlisberger. Let's at least say that. Like, I think that Heineke has a better ceiling than Roethlisberger this week. I think he's a high, I think you can make the argument. He has a higher ceiling than Teddy Bridgewater this week, sure. but I don't know if I would play him because his floor is super, super scary. So it just depends on, the direction yeah. he would go. But the more that I'm thinking about this, I don't think he's necessarily in a different tier than those guys at this point. Like, I right. think that they're probably right. in a similar tier because he does have more of a ceiling with his rushing ability. Yeah. It kind of depends on your risk tolerance for this yeah. week. Like, um, but he, he's, he's definitely the ceiling play. Of course, the, the bucks are the ultimate run uh, pass funnel. I always say that. I always do that. Right when I'm about to say pass funnel, I say run. Uh, Bucks are ultimate pass funnel. Seventy-seven percent of yards against him have come through the air. Yeah, I, I could see. I could see Heineke taking off five, six, seven times in this one. Yeah. All right, tight end. We have a lot of options. So Denny, kick mm-hmm. it off. We're back to Tyler Conklin, who is still streamable. Um, he so last week against the Ravens in an unbelievably good matchup and a great game environment. Uh, he didn't run a lot of routes. He only ran 17 routes. But here's the good news, folks. Conklin drew a target on 41% of his routes against Baltimore. Um, he's seen a target on 20% of his routes uh, across the season, which is not not bad. Not great, but not bad. Uh, he has at least six targets in five of the past six games. And the Chargers, who he is playing, who I should have mentioned that before, the Chargers are a low-key, unbelievably good 
uh, tight end matchup. The Chargers are 24% target share to tight ends. That's the sixth highest uh, in the league. So uh, you could do way, way worse than Conklin. I'm going to go with Daniel Arnold. Okay. Since DJ Chark's injury, you know who's second on the team in targets on the Jags? I'm going to go Arnold. with uh, Dan Arnold. Yeah. Dan Arnold is, yeah. You know who's first on the team? Uh, Agnew. It's Jamal Agnew. Yeah, Jamal yeah. Agnew has 31 since that injury. Dan Arnold has 30. Marvin Jones has 27. And LaVisca Chenault has 21. Uh, the Jags are good. Uh, he has uh, double-digit points scored in three of his last four in PPR formats. A 20.5% target share per game uh, over this time. Uh He's, he's seeing a lot of volume. I mean, that's all you want uh, out of your tight end. And not only that, but Indianapolis, according to my adjusted fantasy points allowed method, Indianapolis is the number one matchup for tight ends this year. So I think that Dan Arnold makes a ton of sense this week as a streamer. I think Dan Arnold's a tight end one from here on out, to be honest, because yeah. he's, seeing, he's seeing enough volume and the low end tight end one space is just not being occupied by any anyone. I mean, it's just there, right? Like it like gets cut off at like Dallas Goddard, and then you're just in this like, yeah, land of of garbage. Uh, abyss. It's yeah. the abyss. If you're able to pick up Arnold, or if you picked him up last week and streamed him, I think you just you just hold, just yeah. hold, and 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 go with him until the wheels fall off. I don't know what that means in this circumstance, but uh, <laughs> sounded good. Uh, Gerald Everett is a tight end in the NFL. He plays the Packers this week. Um, you know, I think he's like a, a way worse option than Conklin or definitely Arnold, but uh, still viable. Uh, Green Bay is allowing a 20.8% target share to tight ends per JJ's metrics. Green Bay is the 10th best tight end matchup this season. Everett's running like an okay number of routes. He ran a route on 68% of, of Geno Smith's dropbacks over the past two games. Um, and he, he doesn't have more than five targets in, in a game this season. So we're talking total touchdown dependence for Gerald Everett. Next, we're going to go back to Pat Fryermuth, uh, the Muth of the Luth. <laughs> he is, it's very good. Props to the footballers. Uh, he's rostered in like 40% of leagues right now, so he's like fringe. We usually don't talk about these guys, but I know a lot of people will yell at us if we don't talk about Fryermuth. Uh, he's tied for second in the NFL in targets within the 10 over his last two games, over the last two wow. weeks. Uh, he has a 20.1% target share per game over his last three. I know that Eric Ebron's been out. Even if Eric Ebron goes, there's no way they're going to put Pat Fryermuth back on. I mean, he's dominating right now. He looks awesome. Uh, I, you know, and this also coincides with Juju Smith-Schuster's injury. We've talked about that in the past. I think that, uh, and he's a top 10 tight end in each of his last three. I think Fryermuth is also a tight end one from here on out in fantasy football. But when are we going to talk about the actual tight end one in Pittsburgh, Zach Gentry? Because huh. <laughs> some of us may have played Zach Gentry in showdown lineups and it didn't go well. Yeah, I can imagine. I will I can say, imagine. oh, well, the process and, and such such and so forth. All right. Uh, Adam Troutman uh, is the do you have any others or is it just Troutman? No, it's just Troutman. Yeah, it's just he's you. the last one. The last streamer of all time. His usage is uh, way better today than it was during the season's first month. In each of the past four weeks, Adam Troutman has set new route running highs and has 12 targets over his past two games. Uh, Tennessee isn't really a good tight end matchup. They only give up a 17% target share to the position. But so the, the Troutman play is more based on usage and usage in the passing game and what will probably be a, a pass heavy script for New Orleans. 
So to recap, we have Adam Troutman, Gerald Everett, Tyler Conklin, the Muth of Luth, uh, Dan Arnold, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Tennessee Titans, maybe the Raiders, Taylor Heineke, Teddy Bridgewater, Ben Roethlisberger. What a week. What a freaking week. All right. <laughs> Kids. Let's get to these questions from Twitter. The first one from at Justin White VA. I feel like we haven't heard from Justin in a while. It's yeah. Been a minute. Uh, he says, in light of boxing circle, uh, uh, in light of boxing circling the toilet and Gore's upcoming bout, if you could challenge one current NFL player to a boxing match, who would it be and why? Oh my God! Do you have an answer for this? I, I mean, you would have to think it's going to be like a kicker of some sort. Yeah, like uh, uh what's his name? Um, uh, what's his name? Who's the who's the really out of shape kicker with the? Oh, oh Janikowski. No, no, not Jan- no. Janikowski would destroy people in a boxing. Match. I mean, the uh, dude right now who's who, oh, Ra- kick- Randy Bullock. Yeah, Randy Bullock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's who I would go with. I feel like Bullock might have like like dad strength. No, man, no. He's got like he's got like the <laughs> he's got like the southern comb over and a beer belly. He's not beating me in a boxing match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, you know, by the way, I learned today that Joey Sly in college, of course, Joey Sly is the new Washington kicker. Joey Sly in college was able to bench press 360 pounds. That sounds like I a saw lot. that. I saw. Yeah, it is. A lot. I saw that. Uh, what in the world is going also, on? Also, I'm kind of upset uh, that Chris Blewett lost his job because he's a he's a pit guy. Did you know he went to pit? I, I did. I, I took a shot at pit in my uh, column. Uh, cool, man. Two weeks ago. Cool. You know that pit now. You, you know who Pitt's quarterback is now? His name is. He's, he's like a fringe Heisman candidate right now, but his, his he's going to be a, a, an NFL player. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Oh, okay. I've heard that. Yeah. Name. So, so you go from blew it as a kicker to pick yeah. it, like throwing a pick uh-oh, as a, uh-oh. as a quarterback. Oh, yeah. not a good omen. By the way, blew it is the greatest pit kicker of all time. He hit, he connected on 65% of his kicks. <laughs> yeah. It's rough out there. <laughs> Amazing. Rough um, out there. Anyway, oh God, I don't even know what we we're talking about. Oh, 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 who, who would we, okay. So I, I don't take any pleasure in saying this. But if we're, if I want to win the match, then I, I'm going to go up against Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh yeah, that's pretty fair too. I mean, yeah. and I f- I feel terrible saying that because he seems like a genuinely sweet man, right? Yeah, no, like, he does. Yeah, like a Lego nerd. Like I I, I could be I want to be best friends with him, Rodrigo. If you're listening, uh, you know, text me. But you know his you know the spindly arms, the fact that he just does, he doesn't seem like he has like a killer instinct. I I I choose him. That's a good one. Look at us just going after these kickers. I mean, what, what are we gonna say? You know, what, yeah, it's what are we gonna true. Say? I mean, it's totally true. It's totally uh, true. Uh, I was like, like, is there any quarterback? No, like, there's no quarterback that you would wanna. Like, I was also at first. I was like, maybe it's like Kirk Cousins. I was like, nope, he's way too intense. He would destroy oh. me in that. Oh. He would absolutely he would, go nuts. He would knock your head off. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't like like Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo just hurt. seems seems like he doesn't care about. That's anything, what I'm saying. So. He doesn't care, and he'd probably get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll go with him. Yeah, I, think I mean that, that would that would be the quarter. Oh no, no, Mac Jones. No, you think Mac Jones? Mac Jones is like a has dad bod. Did you see he he twisted that dude's ankle? That guy's dirty. Oh, that's hell. true. That's true. <laughs> He's dirty. Yeah, I think Jimmy G is the answer actually. I, I, I think if you're going quarterback, I think so too. I think that 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 is the consensus. Next question at Charles underscore Sword. Which of these would be a taunting penalty in the NFL? JJ retirement tweet, Denny purposefully contrarian food take, JJ reiterating his diet slash exercise routine. By the way, did you hear that I eat gluten, dairy, and soy free? Uh, NBC, right now. NBC actually publishing a kicker recommendation column. 
I, so so which, which, of the, which of these would be a taunting penalty? I think all of them would be a taunting penalty in today's NFL. I, I don't, you know, I'm not really understanding the question, but but uh, probably the NBA, me, uh, not I don't I don't want to say bullying, but uh, begging for NBC to publish my kicker column, which, by the way, was greeted at first with some like polite chuckles. And then I was like, no, no, no I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You're like, I'm going to do this. People will like it. Next question at Didymus. My three and a half year old thinks JJ is JJ from Coco Melon, but all grown up. If you know, you know. Which kids' cartoon character do you think Denny is the grown-up version of? Um, Doug. Doug. <laughs> we had the same hair. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. He just had like three strands, but yeah, it's like similar hair. <laughs> I don't know. I. Uh, this is a really hard question to think off the top of your head. Uh, yeah, and I, I have I don't have the, uh, the the reference that he had about you. I have no clue. I've never heard that. Oh, you don't know Coco Melon? Coco Melon. Yeah, Cocomelon. No. I guess you're maybe maybe your kids are too old for like when that became popular. Yeah, I mean my my son is basically like moved on to Squid Game. We went from Thomas the Train to Squid Game with nothing right. in between. Right. Uh, next question is from at Ice Cold Fire One. I think it's time for a late round QB smoothie status update in a related question. If tomatoes are technically a fruit, isn't ketchup technically a smoothie? <laughs> Mike Davis tweeted that. Mike Davis tweeted that. I, I don't. No, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because smoothies are more than just like crumpled up fruit and juice fruit. It was more than tomatoes that. used to be considered a vegetable. I think they're both. <laughs> that can't be possible. I, I think that they technically can be both. But here's the thing, too. If you actually... One day I was, like, actually going through and looking at... Because there was, like, an article or something that was, like, these vegetables are actually fruit. And, like, like nothing is actually a vegetable. No, right. I think that's the key here. Like, like nothing is a vegetable. So, like, that means that anything... In, and it's just i don't know i don't agree with this because there's more that goes into a freaking smoothie than just one piece of fruit that you mush up and extract yeah. and, and there's more in ketchup yeah. than just that right yeah so there's all a, sorts of you're not putting stuff. you're not putting ketchup stuff in a smoothie no oh right God. some no. of the, some of the stuff that ketchup has putting that in a smoothie no way i i, I was asking about the, the the status of the tomato because I remember reading once that, and I, I hate to get political, you know this, but I remember reading once that the Ronald Reagan administration tried to skirt some sort of vegetable um, requirement in schools by increasing ketchup, you know, ketchup availability or, or or use ketchup as like a vegetable. And and I was like, wait, no, it's a fruit, but I've heard it called both. Right. Well, here's the thing. I just Googled ingredients to Heinz ketchup, Heinz ketchup which is the only... Uh, oh only Legitimate. real ketchup no, yeah nothing is yeah i mean close. you cannot you cannot have get this hunts garbage yeah, out of here if you eat hunts you're you stop listening to this podcast we don't want you here stop stop with hunts <laughs> stop with hunts but listen to this the ingredient list on a bottle of regular heinz ketchup is as follows this is what i this is what popped up when i googled ketchup ingredients heinz Tomato concentrate from red ripe tomatoes, distilled vinegar, high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, salt, mm. spice, onion powder, and natural flavoring. You're mm. not putting that crap in smoothies. No. The whole point. The whole point of smoothies is to be healthy. It, and and that doesn't sound healthy. It, eight kinds of cornstarch, though. 
No, if you're eating, I mean, look, I, I, I don't eat like perfectly, but like you don't want to just like constantly consume high fructose corn syrup. It's just not, not going to be good for your body. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Let's go to the next question. This is from at rejected papers, t-shirt and jeans or sweatshirt slash sweater and shorts, which is better early fall attire. T-shirt and jeans. I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I yeah, am, I am, yeah, I'm yeah. shorts and sweatshirt all day long. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, my pits, my pits sweat too much with the sweatshirt. You see, but my thing is, uh, my, my legs get less cold than my arms. Oh, really? Mine, it's the opposite for me. Your, your legs get colder than your arms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing jeans right now and, a, and, and a t shirt. So, yeah, uh, that, that is, that's my, my preferred go to. But I, I also don't prioritize being comfortable. Yeah, that's that's true. The, the, would you agree that the more comfortable uh, approach here is shorts and a sweatshirt? Yes, like for sure, right? Yeah, okay. So we can at least agree there, and that's that, I think that's the difference. That's the main difference. Oh yeah, yeah. Next question at news underscore egg. Knowing what we know about NFL officiating, dot dot dot. Why? Why do we do this? If any pod can answer this question, I believe it's you. <laughs> I actually have a take on okay. on on uh, officiating in the NFL. Okay. I think too many people focus on the referees themselves and not necessarily the ability of what a human being can do in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Right? The real problem is that the NFL has given the responsibility to the referee too much responsibility to these referees. Period. Like whether it's whether it's a judgment call on a taunting penalty or whether it's just like being able to react to pass interference calls it's a very very difficult thing to do and so we all sit there and blame the refs but i think we should blame the nfl as as an organization like they need to do more whether it's with technology or whether it's with training or getting more full-time guy full-time referees etc they need to do more with that as opposed to us just blaming you know, the guys on the field that are making these calls, because I think it's just a right. very, very difficult slash impossible thing for these guys to do. So you're saying that it's become too subjective for the refs. Yeah. I think that it's just, I mean, it's inherently going to be subjective. Like there's going to be some subjectivity involved. My stance is more so that I just don't think it's humanly possible to be as correct as people want them to be. Like the, the like, Think about it. Like you're watching this in real time. Like how in the world would you ever be able to be accurate with this stuff? Now, yeah. if you're talking about like even even some of the roughing the passer stuff, like we're watching it in slow-mo on television. And we're like, yeah, this is freaking horrendous. This is a horrible call. Well, go to the NFL. Like don't go to the referee and say you made a bad. They're going to make bad calls. They're human beings. Of course. Like, like we need to stop blaming the referees themselves and look at the organization and say, you guys got to change the way you're doing this, whether it's some sort of better review, whether yeah. it's better technology and how you're measuring things and spotting stuff, or whether it's just training these guys better. Like something needs to change there. I, I would like a psychological profile worked up on every referee in the NFL because I cannot imagine wanting that job. Like yeah. who wants And they to, have to work hard to get I mean that, that's training. Right? I mean there's hours right? and hours and hours to do that. It, yeah. It's a, yes, it's real training. It's it's a it's become a career. It used to be a, a side gig that lawyers, you know, did in their in their spare time during the season. So right. but no, now it's a profession. Who is going into this? Like what do you want from from your job when when anytime you make a mistake, 
fans, players, coaches, the whole world watching hates you, hates yeah. you, and 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 says horrific things about you. And if you do your job right, no one cares. Nobody right. says anything positive. It's a it's a lose lose. I don't understand who who's who who's out there saying I need I need to be a ref. I need to be a ref. Sounds like being a fantasy football analyst. It kind of is. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we're, we're in the same exact boat. No one ever, no one ever is thanking you, but everyone's remembering your bad calls. Next question. Yeah. At jdeck89, I'm 32 and I've noticed a few gray hairs. At what age did you first realize you were getting old? Well, do, do you have any gray hairs? I don't. Okay. My wife yeah. wants me to have more gray hairs. Like she likes yeah. to look a little bit, and I, I just I I'm not. I'm not getting the gray hairs right now. You know what? That and and congratulations on that. But I, I mean, I actually, the, the, here's here's what men have going for them, and this is the only thing men have going for them. I'm kidding, of course. But the, the you know when you have gray hair, you, you can you are still you still can be uh, regarded as handsome, whereas whereas typically women are not considered. Right. You know, and, and they, so women dye their hair and stuff. I actually respect the hell out of uh, any woman who sh- who who wears their their gray or silver hair the way it is. I think that that's that's pretty cool. I will say I have some. I don't know if you can see it. I have a I have a couple on the sides, but my beard, honestly, from my sideburn down to here, is all gray. That I'm, wow. I'm sorry. I know you, the listeners can't see to my chin, from my sideburn to my chin, it's all gray. If I had grown out, if I grew out this beard for three or four days. You'd be shocked, Denny. You need to grow out the beard. <laughs> I know, I know. My, you would look, and, you would look good in a beard, like an honest beard, not not just like a my beard, <laughs> where it's like a you know like yeah. a little longer than the five o'clock shadow look. Right. But and by the way, there was a study done. I saw this on TikTok, so it has to be real. Uh, where they did some sort of study, it was actually cited and stuff, where women uh talked about what length of beard they liked the most. Okay. And the least liked was clean shaven. <laughs> on a face really I'm not, I, yeah yeah I'm really I'm, I'm i'm not this is not clean shaven was the least and then the next least was uh like very little stubble like just a little bit going on there and then the next one the, the one that was liked the most was the not full-on beard but not just stubble not not just like you know that you just shaved like a day ago or with you know it's like the four or five day look okay right and that apparently is what what women like the most. If any of you guys are single, just throw it out. If, if any listeners are not married, <laughs> then <laughs> yeah, then you know, now you have. If you're you if you're married, you go by. If you're married, you generally go by what you feel comfortable with and what your wife generally likes. I mean, yeah, there's I, like a there's a conversation to be had there. You know, it's a two way street. So I don't I don't actually shave down to the skin. Like I take a, an electric razor and just chop off yeah. all. And and I do that now uh, almost every day because of the grace coming in you need to grow a beard i want you to grow a beard like I a legit beard man. oh i don't know i think that you need to do it and i think that the listeners need to bully you into doing it <laughs> they, uh, they will of course they will i know I, I i think you'd look good in one thanks really i, mean, I think Mel- that you would look good in one melissa really wants me to have to grow a beard oh my god has- you gotta do it then if your wife wants you to do it and has for years Denny, this is your time. So I actually had three or four days of growth last week. And Eleanor, my five-year-old, comes up to me and she goes, she goes, oh, dad. And she touches my face. She goes, you're getting old. <laughs> and he walks away. <laughs> I, every time I tuck Avery, well, not every time, but there are nights where for some reason she got this phrase in her head, but I'll be like kissing her goodnight. And she'll look at me and she goes, 
You need to shave, Bucko. <laughs> bucko. Oh, yeah, she calls me Bucko out of what? nowhere. I've never heard. I've never said Bucko. Is she? A, is she a sheriff in the, uh, yeah, the I don't Wild know. West? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where she got it from. It's probably daycare. Uh, next question is from at Eric Serkin. What is the most ridiculous and overused cliche on fan in the fantasy industry? My vote is on Mal's defeat and Smash Spot. <laughs> you know I, I think there's my answer to this is uh league winner yeah i get i get really annoyed by league winner everyone is a freaking league winner They're like, oh pat fryermuth league winner oh uh no. chuba hubbard league stop. winner like stop stop this it's just like there's no defined yeah there's no definition of what league winner is and 99% of the time, you're completely wrong when you say that stuff. You're right. You're right. And I, I want to use myself as an example. I uh, lazily called James Conner a league winner the other day, it, kind of in jest, but a little bit serious too, because Chase Edmonds obviously is going to miss significant time with the ankle injury. And I had, I had someone come in and parse, parse exactly what I meant. What do you mean league winner? Because... Chase Edmonds could only miss three weeks or four weeks. Yeah. That yeah. and that that doesn't get you to the fantasy playoffs. It doesn't get you the fantasy championship. So Edmonds will be back by then. So is Connor really technically a league winner? And I'm I'm reading all this and I'm going, God damn it, he's right. Yeah. Right. It's it's a it's a phrase that we shouldn't use nearly as much as we do. I think that in the preseason and stuff, when we're like talking about players that we're ranking where we're drafting them and stuff, if we say he could be a league winner, I think people then understand what you're generally saying about a player like that you should be attacking him. He's a great value, all of that. But when you're in the season and you actually can see how these guys are producing, I don't know. It's just a little bit different to me. Anyway, next question yeah. at Ebrouse. Is it okay to sing along to Creed in public? No, no, I disagree. Well, <laughs> I, I disagree. You know what? Everyone can have, I don't like Creed. You know, I don't like Nickelback, but if you like Creed and you like Nickelback and you want to live your goddamn life, go ahead and, yeah. and blast that and sing it and, and go nuts with it. Y man. You know what? I, I, you're right. You're right. I, I I try so hard not to be judgy with art and I, I find it so difficult. Because yeah, I, I understand. I, get I have such strongly held views on thing on, on, you know, music and movies and stuff. So, so when I hear that Creed in public, no, of course, but you know, there was a time uh, when I was 16 years old. I liked me some Creed. I would listen to it non-ironically, and I liked. Wow! It. See, th there it is. See, yeah. you gotta. You, there, this is this is all about empathy, Denny. This is all about yeah. Remembering that there are people out there who might enjoy something that you don't. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, just like you know, I hear um, uh, what's that? What's the popular band that all the kids listen to? Twenty One Pilots. Is that a band? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I hear that, and it, it sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard. And I try to remember there, you know, that I listened to Lincoln Park in in right. two thousand in two thousand one, and loved it, loved it more than anything. You know, right. and I'm I'm sure that Lincoln Park sounded like garbage to to a 35, 40 year old in in two thousand. So I, you know, I it's it's all about perspective. In the end, it doesn't even matter. Oh, nice! You like what I did there? Dude, I, by the way, I didn't realize until I started reading this book about Radiohead. It's a long story, but the, uh, that uh, Linkin Park was like the the highest selling band in the world for for ten years. Good really, Lord. I'm not I'm not that shocked by that. I mean, they were really popular like in that 
that time frame. That by the way, that like time frame also just generally sucked for music. It did. So maybe it was maybe it was like really maybe it was just like like what would be an above average band was then just elevated because of what was going on around them. Right. Yeah. They were uh, like the music press was trying to find like the next big rock thing, and it like it might have been Linkin Park, like Limp Bizkit, right. other rap rock groups. You know. Right. It might have been the Strokes in 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 their like sort of throwback, uh, you know, you know, uh, feel whatever, but aesthetic. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for, a throwback aesthetic. But yeah, anyway, Linkin Park was incredibly successful. I had no idea. Next question at Cover Three underscore MX. Who has a more magnificent head of hair, JJ Denny or Derek Carr? Now that he has that puffy awesomeness going on, it's not it's not Carr. It's it's definitely JJ. And by the way, JJ got a haircut. And we were laughing before the show because I said I complimented. I said, "Hey, it looks we, we nice. can we you can know? end we can end the show on this. Let's, yeah, let's it's, talk it, about this. it's like nice and like like tight on the sides, and and he has product in, so it's it it's looking good. And tell them what you told me. Well, I I told you that I mean this haircut. You know, I have the kind of hair that when it's not done, when I don't have product in it. Uh, after a haircut, especially from great clips, it looks like absolute garbage, just absolute <laughs> trash. Like I woke up in the morning, you know, uh, if I shower and like, you know, don't do my hair or whatever, it's like sticking out on one and one part of my head and it's like yeah. cut uneven and stuff. I told Denny, I went to great clips, of course, the greatest of clips. That's where I get my haircut. Uh, and I walked in and I realized that once I sat down and the woman started cutting my hair, I remembered I, I had her before. Cause you yeah. don't, you know, you don't have the, it's a, it's a little oh. you know roll game of roulette. Whenever yeah, you go to, to sure. great clips, <laughs> I had her before and I remembered that she had no idea how to blend my hair, uh-huh. like just n- no idea. And then she starts doing it. She was one of those people that, that one of those, uh, stylists that, uh, just takes the, the, cause I get a one on the sides now. Right. Oh, really? wow. yeah, I get, I get it really short on the sides. Um, and she just takes it and she just makes a line across your head. So that yeah. like your hair is still long on half the side, but it's, it's a one on the other half. And then, and then she just lets it sit there for a while. And then she starts cutting the top and stuff. And then she blends afterwards. I, I've noticed that it's not necessarily the best technique for some people. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I, uh, I was telling Denny though, that like she, she pulled the, uh, the, uh, the, <laughs> the side <laughs> where, where you're, where the, the blend sits, right? Yeah. Like where the, right. the, the long hair hits the short hair. Uh, you know that there was a messed up haircut when the hairstylist starts pushing it forward towards the front of your head. Yeah. Yeah. But like incessantly, like do, 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 yes. like push, push everything forward. And you're, you're like, no, it, you can do that for 15 minutes. It's not going to change the fact <laughs> right. that you messed it up. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like a, I was like an arrow pointing straight ahead by the end of by the end of this uh haircut because you just kept just pushing it forward pushing it forward when you when you see a video with me like i did a video earlier today when you when you see a video of me you know it looks fine straight on but if you look at it from the side it's uh it's not it's not uh, the best denny's looking at it right now I, 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 it's it's not the best it's not the best but look this is this is the the risk that you take when you go to great clips and by the way great clips was more expensive this it was $18 this time what in the world joe biden if you're listening do something about this right now yeah it was just absolutely crazy i'm like this is usually 16 bucks why is this $18 now yeah then, well here, here's the other thing too my wife was like why don't you just find a barber why don't you just find a person that you can go to yes. and get a consistent haircut right i real i realize what the answer to that is okay. the the answer of why i don't do that and I, 
I literally, guys, I don't have, like, I have no idea how long it's been between haircuts whenever I go. I have no idea. I just go when it feels long. Really? I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit up the Great Clips app and I'm going to sign myself in <laughs> and I'm going to go to the Great Clips that has, you know, the fewest people waiting. I realize that a lot of it, it's a very millennial thing. I don't love like scheduling appointments and stuff on the phone and oh, having to do that. And, and then if I have to do it there at the, at the salon or the barber mm-hmm. shop, whenever I am done with a haircut, that's a, lo- a lot of people do right. Where they're like, Oh, six weeks or whatever. I'll be back. And yeah, you know, we'll do this time. I don't know what I'm going to be up to. Oh yeah. I have no idea. No. Right. Like I don't want to do that. I want to go when it's very convenient and I can just go. And I realize that the reason I do this is because of scheduling period. I guess, but like, I, I really, I really do hope that one day you see the light and you go to a regular barber who, who you don't even have to tell him what you want. You sit down and bang, 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 it's all done. And you don't have to worry about the lines and the fading and stuff. And nevertheless, your hair, your hair looks good. Thank you, Denny. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah. At CD Carter 13 on Twitter. And you can find all my hashtag content uh, on NBC sports edge.com. I'm on Twitter at late round QB. Denny, did you send me a tilt montage? I can't remember. I did. Okay. Well then you guys will have a tilt montage to listen to. Good luck in this very, very difficult week 10. We will talk to you next week. It's uh, 3.37 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, the only legitimate time zone, of course, in the United States or any other country. Uh, I'm tilting about the games, obviously. Nothing, Nothing's going right. Everything is bad. And like JJ and I said on the podcast last week, football provides no joy. Um, only relief when you don't lose. I won't even say win, although I just did say win. What I'm tilting over this afternoon is this thing where you have to drink so much water every day as a as a as a person in the 21st century you feel obliged per you know the medical community to just constantly drink water there's never a moment where you shouldn't be drinking water when you want something else juice soda uh, alcohol perhaps you should just simply drink water that's the advice and and i guess the tilt comes from this at no time in human history did people drink this much water not even not even close okay it, the, the the range varies but it's you know like 8 8 to 10 glasses basically of water a day that's a ridiculous amount no one needs that. Come on. Come on. No one needs that. I mean, un- unless you're working out twice a day, you should probably replenish your, your fluids. Sorry to the kids, but by, you know, drinking water, Gatorade or whatever. You got to replace that if you're, if you're, if you're drenched in sweat once or twice a day. But if you're not, if you're just sitting on your ass, again, sorry to the children listening. Uh, there's no reason that you should be ha- having to drink water. All day, every day. It doesn't make it... Again, no time in human history did we have to do this. But now but now we, now we do. And you feel like an idiot if you don't. Right? At least I do. And, and you know what? Uh, people 
before today, before modern times, were fine, slightly less healthy, but weren't they weren't consumed with this uh, idea, obsession with, with, with drinking water. I hate it. I hate it. Um, and obviously, it's big water behind this campaign. And we, we can't deny that. It's, it's why I have a, a damn uh, you know, water dispenser thing in the kitchen. I don't even know how much we paid for that, thanks to the patrons. And, and we, we get uh, six to eight you know, enormous water jugs uh, for, for that device every, every month. And it's too much. It's too much water. I'm tired of drinking water. Stop telling me to drink water. Liberals love is telling people you got to drink more water. Stop, libs. I just I want to not drink water. I not necessarily want to drink anything else. Just I don't. I'm. I just don't want to drink any water. It's boring. It's a. It's a chore. I already have enough chores. I already have enough tasks, obligations, responsibilities in my life. I don't need to add more. I don't need to. To tack on, oh, drinking water every second of every day is also something I need to be doing. That's I don't. I, no one needs that. I don't need that. You don't need that. No one needs that. I trust you know all generations before this one. For millennia, people have not been drinking water. The media won't say this. Instead, it's instead they act like uh, throughout human history we've just been you know, water consuming animals. Like that's all, all we do is just, we just drink water or consume water. I bet you there would be days going by a hundred years ago, 200 years ago where people wouldn't have water and they lived. I mean, you probably shouldn't go days without water. I'm guessing that's bad, but you don't need to be, every time you sit down, you don't have to refill your stupid water bottle. It's, it's clearly a, a corporate ploy. Uh, who could deny that? I am tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back. Sure about the team.